0: Charlene and Bob Steinkamp. The founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be.
1: Welcome. It is Rejoice Pompano Bible Studies Night, and we missed a week because the holiday was on January 1st. So guess what? We had to wait another week, but we have been praying for all of you. We've been praying for for your strength because you may have had circumstances that you didn't like through the holidays, but we have had praise reports, and I'm saying it right now be sure to read your Saturday testimonies because there's more, more uh, praise reports that we have had and we're just praising the Lord because God is the one that gives all the glory to, and for all these marriages and all these little hugs and, and nuggets of gold that we get. It's from him, not from us. So we're very ha- glad you had a, this is a happy new year And I want you to emphasize the happy because I do not want you to allow the enemy to steal your joy. Do not allow him to take away all what the Lord has done for you personally on your walk with the Lord for marriage restoration. Do not allow him to do that. And he will try to steal your joy. He'll try to steal your faith. He'll try to steal your hope, your trust, everything. But Lord is greater. So we do have praise reports, and we are so excited about them. And we're praising the Lord because what he's done for one, he's gonna do for you. He's no respecter of persons. So we're praying for hope for all the marriages this year. This is a new year. And you know, I have a, all a lot of new notebooks, and I don't know if you do, but I have new notebooks, I have new goals. Uh, I've repented for things I didn't get accomplished last year that you may have said, oh, I should have done this or done that. But you know what? We have got to go forward and not look at the back. Forget the past, as God tells us in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the past. Strive for the future. Look forward. Don't keep looking back. Who wants you to look back? The enemy. The enemy wants you to replay all your failures, somebody else's failures, all your marriage problems, all what happened, and rehash it, replay it over and over. God does not get the glory on that. God does not get the glory on that. And so we're going to say, we're going to try to guide you in our devotionals and everything else is keep looking forward and let the Holy Spirit guide and direct your steps. You know, we're going to deal that greatly tonight uh, with believing that nothing is too hard. We do not want you shaken. We do not want you defeated. We want you to believe that God is in control of every one of your circumstances this very night. If not, he would have changed them tonight. And you got to believe that. You know, we got to believe that God is in control of marriage restoration, and he is not up in in heaven saying, I just don't know what I'm going to do about this marriage, you know? No, he's not doing that. You know, he is saying, dear Christians, dear Christians, obey and read the word of God. He's saying, please, don't give up praying for your husband, your wife, your prodigal children, or your entire family who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is freedom and there's victory in Jesus Christ. And Rick Renner, who is, I have a book of, of sparkling gems that I read he is a um, missionary to Russia has been for over 20 years and uh, he has a he does um, one scripture and takes it and turns it into Greek and expounds on this one scripture for a couple pages so I love learning all that and he said at the very last thing of, of the December 31st devotional, and I wrote it down, and want to give him credit, because he said, forget last year. You can't make wrongs right, and to do things that you know you should have done, but before, but before you is a glorious new beginning. The Holy Spirit wants to divinely energize you to run your race, in the new year, with your eyes and your whole being fixed on the goal. He may be challenging, it may be challenging, but if you surrender your heart and your life to the Holy Spirit, he will take you where you never thought you could go. And that is my prayer for you tonight, is that you will understand That God is not over. He's not finished. So open up your Bible. We're just going to do two scriptures that confirm this. I want to give you, always like to give scriptures at the beginning. And Psalm 112 says, verses 1 and 2. And if you turn to Psalm 121, right next door to it, I'm going to read these two scriptures. If you just want to write the things down on paper, that's a great way of doing it. And then come back and study it later this week. But Psalm 112, verse 1 and 2 says, Praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Verse 2, their children will be mighty in the land, and the generation of the upright will be blessed. Now I'm going to jump down to verse 6. Surely the righteous will not be shaken, will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. Wow. Get that, people. Surely the righteous, we are, that's who we are, will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast. And here's the reason trusting in the Lord. Trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. We're not going to take that fear from the enemy. And in the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. What a promise. Now, those are promises you need to know and memorize. And we've talked about this uh, scripture before uh, and did a teaching on it uh, three, four years ago in in another uh, state. Do not be shaken. Do not let the devil shake you. Psalm 121 says... I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? It comes, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip and he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is watching over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night, the Lord will keep you from all harm, and he will watch over your life. Both now, if your Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. So I just want you to come to that point that you understand who you are in Christ. Now there is one more scripture that I'm going to give you, I should probably put this at the end, but in case I forget it, I'm going to give it to you now and then then later. In Titus 2 is one of the key scriptures I want us to get tonight. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. All people means your husband or wife or children. God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. The reason Jesus Christ was sent and we had celebrated Christmas which Jesus Christ was born to come to be the sacrifice and die on the cross for our sins, for the lost, for all sinners. He came and he lived here with us and was an example and, was our, um, and spoke to us and taught us. So it says that it teaches us to say no to ungodliness. Now here is the scripture, Titus 2, 11, 12. You can pray for your husband or wife or for yourself, or tell us, or say, Lord, help me say no to my bad habits. Help me say no to the temptations of the world, to the ungodliness and worldly passions. And you know that we all are going to be tempted, okay? And to live self-controlled lives, upright and godly lives in this present age. And that is my prayer for you tonight. My prayer is that we say to our spouses, we pray for our spouses to say to no to ungodliness and worldly passions. There is nothing greater than we can do than that and live a self-controlled lifestyle, upright and Christ-like. And that's our, our, our assignment from the Lord every, each and every day. And say, Lord, is this good or is this bad? You know, And we can slip. We can We can gossip without even realizing it until the Holy Spirit says, you shouldn't have said that to somebody else. And you know that. We get tempted all the time. So tonight we're going to be teaching on Lord Move My Mountain. So we're going to be talking about that, but tonight we're going to be opening up with two songs, and we are just going to praise the Lord for what he's going to do. So let's stand up, worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and we pray you will be blessed and enjoy this entire evening.
2: What a beautiful name it is What a beautiful name it is What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus You wrote the word of the
3: Take note of that verse, the last one that came up, John 16:33. In this world, you will have trouble. It doesn't say you might have trouble. Maybe if you do something wrong, you will have trouble. So mark that down. Well, you can be seated. Um, thank you for joining us tonight. My name's Lori, and we are glad that you're here. Um, do you guys realize what you were just singing? Impossible things in your name. His name, not your name, not your spouse's name, in his name they shall be done. You have no rival. Jesus has no rival. So maybe every once in a while you should remind yourself that he doesn't have a rival instead of getting on those days where we're like, look what happened, God. What are you gonna do about it now, God? How are you gonna handle this now? And we get all mopey instead of declaring, big deal, it's a speed bump. You have no rival. We know who wins, right? So, those little speed bumps that sometimes can get us like a cliff instead of a speed bump, we need to just say, guess what, Satan, that was a speed bump. And we don't need to live on those speed bumps, right? Nothing can stand against God. In Nehemiah, this week you should pop open your Bible and read Nehemiah. And in the first chapter, Nehemiah is a person who um, is responding to crisis. He's on one of those speed bumps, on one of those cliffs. But instead of responding in despair, in in, uh, chapter 1, verse 4, it says, When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. Okay, we, we cry, that's fine. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heavens. Mourned and fasted and prayed. He was prepared. He wasn't just going to fight a battle without being prepared. And so we need to stay prepared and stay in the word. That's how we stay prepared. Someone uh, commented to me recently and said, I'm not really hearing from God anymore. And I was like, so what are you reading in the Bible? How's your devotion life? oh, I'm on a bunch of Facebook groups, but I was like, well, let me tell you where God is. He might be in some of those Facebook groups, but he's really in the word, and that's how he's going to speak to us. So it is important to stay in the word. Well, since we were together last time, we sent out a little email announcing something exciting. Does anybody know what it was? Our Our website was updated and our app arrived. So have any of you been on the new app and website? Listen to me, people. This was a leap of faith, so 100% of you better raise your hand next month. This is our new website and app. And let me just go over a couple things I want to show you. Um, The first thing is on the home page. When you go here, the very first thing that you can come across is right there, today's devotional. So if you are not reading the devotional every day, it's right there for you to go check out. Also, under resources... If you've not visited the website recently, that's where you're going to find resources like testimonies. That's testimonies of restored marriages. Um, Under general resources, there's some other resources there for you. That has um, the standards affirmation. You guys probably, some of you have received that standards affirmation. Uh, The newsletter. Um, is also listed there. And then there's prayer resources that are there. And so in the prayer resources, that's where you can find the prayers to pray for your spouse. Um, 12 days of praying for your husband or 12 days of praying for your wife, the armor of God, physical healing. There's there's many resources there that can help you um, in the resources page. And then um, one of the most exciting things to that we added to this was our share wall. And what our share wall is is a place where you guys can connect to each other. You can go on here and you can post prayer requests. You can post court dates if you have a court date. You can post a physical healing prayer request. And it not only um, allows us to see it, but it also allows the community to see it. So the share wall is not to take the place of your Bible, it is not to take the place of your time with God. It is a place to just have fellowship because so many, you guys are fortunate because you have each other. Every month you get to come here and be together, but so many around the world feel isolated because they feel like they're fighting for their marriage alone, and they don't have another person that agrees with them or that is praying with them. And so this is a great place. So the share wall, you can go there, you can pray for some of the requests. There's a little heart on the side of it, and you can click it to show someone that you're praying for them. There's a button that you can click um, under a request that says "I'm praying for," I prayed for this, and let's see if he can get one. Nope, all of them. If you have to say you want prayer for something, if you want prayer, and then someone can click "I prayed for this," so you can do that on this um, on this share wall. So check it out, and and we've had a great response from it. It was definitely um, a labor of love. It took us a while, and we're still tweaking it every day. And, but we've had such a great response from people that are finally able to have someone connect with them and to say, hey, I agree with you and I'm praying for you and to to understand how to fight the battle. And so we're hoping that it'll be a tool, not just, do you remember the chat rooms? Do you guys remember the chat rooms when my dad was alive? The chat rooms were a big thing and they can be dangerous. But this is a place where we can come alongside each other because so many people that are going through marriage struggles, their pastor doesn't know. Their people in their Sunday school class don't know. Their friends don't know what they're facing. And so this is a place that that they can come alongside and have godly influence of people um, helping them. So I hope you're enjoying it. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. And it is an app, so if you have a smartphone, you can download it from Android or the Apple Store. Um, we're in January, so I wanted to see if we have any January birthdays. One in the back, one up front. Okay, we'll start up front. When's your birthday? 13th. Happy birthday. And in the back, Sam? The 29th. Tim in our back corner is, yes, I know my brother's birthday, mom. Thank you. (laughs) She's pointing like I forgot. Tim's birthday is the 26th. So his is coming up. So no other January birthdays. How about anniversaries in January? Did we have any winter weddings? Okay, in the back? How many years? A happy anniversary. twenty ninth, how many years? 13 years. Okay. Any other January anniversaries? Okay. Well, you birthday and anniversary people can choose a book or CD at the table as your gift tonight. So on your way out, um, stop by the back. The rest of you have to pay the $5 if it's not your birthday, but we discounted at Rejoice Pompano so that, um, so that you can have a special. Um, last month we heard from Deanne and she shared her testimony. were any of you here last month and heard that? Was that a blessing? Well, Deanne shared last month about her some of her testimony and where she's been. And tonight, she's going to come and just give us a couple-minute update um, on some exciting things that have happened over the holidays. So,
1: Deanne.
4: Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Well, it took a lot of guts, like I said, last month for me to... Um, write the devotion and then share with you my story. And, uh, you know, the enemy attacks on every side when we're obeying God. So it had been like a rough, it had been a rough like four to six months and the enemy was trying to make strife between my husband and I and division and just all, all this stuff was going on. And uh, I kind of, not that I get, I, I never gave up hope, but I stopped thinking about marriage. I stopped thinking about when, because it had been almost 10 years. And I'm like, when we first got back together, I said, oh, six months, we'll be married. Here I am almost 10 years later. So I can tell you, take your eyes off the clock. Take your eyes off the calendar, because God's timing is absolutely not ours. And we can't figure it out. We don't know why. But I can tell you, Christmas morning, I got my miracle. (laughs) It was 100% un, I never would have guessed it. Never, never, never. My two kids knew. My daughter was in town from Texas. My son was here. They're both in their early 30s. They both knew it for about a month. And my daughter's like, Mom, I was so nervous. I didn't know how I was trying to help Dad do this. So my grandson was in Texas. He was with his father. So she says, I have to show you a video of Landon. So Landon, she brings up the video, and he says, Mimi, please say yes. And I looked at her, and I said, yes, what? He wants me to come visit and snuggle with him? I mean, what? So my daughter's sitting here, and I'm sitting here. She goes like this, and I looked over. My husband had gone upstairs. I thought he went to the restroom. So I look over, and I see this box with the ring. And I just started crying like a baby and said, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I would have never, never, never expected it. So when things look the worst and you feel like all hell's breaking loose, don't let it bother you. I can tell you just stick to the word, stick to the truth, keep praising the Lord because you never know. And the enemy just wants to derail us and distract us and get us off track. Don't don't give him any access, no access, because your miracle's gonna come.
3: And guess who's not counting one day, right? Ten years, who cares? Ten years, doesn't matter. Two days, doesn't matter. Three months, doesn't matter. Get off the clock. Well, we're going to do uh, one of my mom's favorite things right now. We're going to take time to pray because that's that's all we need, you guys. We need our communication with God. That's what we need. So we're going to just go into prayer circles. Just two or three people around you Um if you want to grab um, someone, guys are kind of all congregated up here. So if you're men alone and you want to come here, if you're with your spouse, pray with your spouse. But we're going to just stand and take a few minutes and just spend a couple minutes in prayer and um, praying for each other. And you can, um, don't even have to waste time sharing your request right now. You can just pray for yourself right now and the person that you're praying with will hear your request and hear and be lifting each other up. Um, As you came in, you probably grabbed prayer sheets and um, Um, take those home and and pray for each other and pray for those in this room and get to know each other and put a name with a face. And um, let's be praying for each other because that's how things happen. That's how mountains crumble and we see changes is when we go before the Lord. So if you would stand with us and we'll just take a few minutes to spend some time in prayer. If you would stand with us and we'll just take a few minutes to spend some time in prayer. Lord, we come to you tonight, God, and we thank you for each and every person that's in this room. God, we thank you for the families that are represented here. We thank you for the marriages that are represented here. And, God, we pray that tonight, that as we begin the new year, that this would be the night that we stand afresh and start something new and something new. Fresh and, and whole for our marriages, God. We pray that even if the courts or the world have deemed our marriages dead, that Lord, we know that in your eyes, nothing is impossible. So I pray that you would see those marriages as alive and that you would go after the prodigals that have left or the prodigals that are running or the prodigals that are still living under the same roof but have walked away emotionally. Lord, we pray that you would do something new and that you would make a change in these marriages. And Lord, we don't ask for these changes and for this healing to come for what the benefit is to us but we ask for it to come so that you may be glorified, so that people can see the power that you have through the miracle that you do in these families and in these homes. Lord, I pray tonight for each and every prodigal that is represented here by somebody that loves them so dearly that they are standing in the gap, that they're doing what the world says is crazy and saying, even though you've disowned me and even though you say you don't love me and even though you've divorced me or even though you've walked away from me, I love you, and I made a vow, and I'm willing to stand and wait for that. God, I pray that you would just strengthen those that are standing. I pray for the prodigals, that they would no longer find entertainment and fun and, and happiness and the sin they're in. I just pray that it would no longer be um, tasteful to them and that they would just run from it, not understanding why it's no longer enjoyable. God, I pray for the children of the families that are broken right now, and I pray that you would protect these children. As we heard today from a mom who has found mm <laughs> Um, messages on her 11 year old cell phone that that he's feeling suicidal. And God, we know that while that seems so hard to believe and hard to grasp, that that's not abnormal and it's not unusual. And these children are feeling rejected and they're feeling unloved. And Lord, we pray that you would just help these children that are facing this divorce and, and separation along with their parents to understand that they've done nothing wrong and to understand that you do love them and care for them. God, I pray for the parents that are raising children right now alone that you would just strengthen them lord every day when we do our staff devotions we pray that they would have physical health and mental health that they would be able to do the tasks that are set before them lord and we just pray that that strength would come from you god help us to be like nehemiah and instead of going to you to complain, I pray that we would be prepared. We would be fasting and praying, and we would go to you prepared to to meet with you and prepared to speak with you so that you can show us what you want from each of us. Lord, I pray that for each request that is um, on the hearts of the people in this room tonight, that you would just hear it, Lord, that you would just... um, Help us to have a patience as we wait for answers to prayer, God. And I pray that we would just trust that your timing is perfect. And in the process, while we're waiting on you, God, we will continue to serve you. We will continue to proclaim you. And we will continue to affirm that nothing is impossible for you, God. You have already won the victory. And we know the end of the story. We know that you've defeated the devil. And so I pray that daily that you would help us to keep our eyes focused on you when we begin to get discouraged and and feel like we're drowning and we can't handle another day. Lord, I thank you for um, tonight. I thank you for the chance and the opportunity we have to come publicly and to not be ashamed and to um, come into this room and to witness tonight and to be able to open our Bibles and hear from you. So I pray you would just um, erase the events of the day, that you would just settle our hearts and help us be able to just hear from you the word that you would have for us. In your name, amen. All right, thank you. If you would stand and we'll sing another song.
1: Lights lit tonight. It's not that we haven't tried, but anyway, oh God, be the glory to God be the glory. I am so excited. And what do you think about that? A wedding, engagement ring on on Deanne. Oh my, I am praising the Lord. She did not call us immediately. She called and told us when we got home when we got had our prayer meeting, and and uh, she said. Or I don't remember what day she told me, but anyway, she told me, and told me privately, and I said, "Oh my word, my word! You got to ask your dear husband if you can talk about that on Monday, because we need permission." And I can't think of anything greater to get us started, is to have Deanne have her engagement ring and and have God move the mountain that she was facing. And you know what? I said, boy, what an illustration. You know, this is this is just saying, look, guys, this is really does happen, you know. And I, I was just so excited for her, her family, her husband, her children. And you know what? We know each other. And it's so neat to see somebody that you know that you know, and, and, and it's intimate with us locally. But I'm telling you, you have got to read Saturday testimonies because God is moving. I almost made about three or four testimonies in here because they are so great. God is speaking to the prodigals. God is speaking to the prodigals, and whether you ever hear about it, it does not matter. It does not matter what you see. It does not matter what you hear. It matters that you believe and trust God that he is going to move the mountain. And see, we're not aligned. If we don't have proper alignment with the Lord, we are not going to receive it because we're delaying it. And so we have got to get our hearts, our lives, everything in proper order. You know what I want to admit? We all, and if you haven't done some deep soul searching this this last few days, we all have bad habits, and we all have done things we should not have done last year, and we need to get serious about starting a new year and saying, Lord, change me first. Mold me, make me, even make me more like you this year than last year or the year before. I want to grow, and I want to mature in the Lord. And you know what? It's like an oak tree or a black olive tree. And, you know, they start so tall, but then their roots. They can either go deep or they can go across. Now, my, I can tell you why, because I have a sidewalk in the very front of my house, and we've had um, black olive trees for about 30 years, and all the sidewalk was bumpity-bump-bump with roots, and my, one of my sons, Tom, to be exact, uh, gave me a birthday gift that said he would dig up all the, the, the bricks and, and cut all of the roots. And I have a picture that one of the roots is this big that he had to cut to remove it to get it level. Now I can walk up and down that sidewalk and not have us trip Ryan, one of our grandsons who came here last year to help us out one day, when he's not playing basketball, had my little cart, and he hit one of those sidewalks that had the roots sticking up, and the, up, and everything went flying, and uh, so now I've got a flat sidewalk. Nobody can trip. Nobody can. Anything will fall or anything. What roots do we need to pull out? Of our life. What weeds have we allowed in our garden? They may not even be weeds, they may be roots. And I want you to not point your finger at your spouse, blame your spouse, do all the things you keep thinking about. I want us, with all these marriages that are on the process of marriage restoration that are home, I want you to quit looking and blaming all of her or him. And say, you know, I'm going to zip my lips about their weaknesses or their habits. And I am going to work on me and me only. And, let go, and pray about them and you zip your lips. We have, and, and the same thing goes for your children or grandchildren or adult children. It, you, we, we say too much when we could be doing it in the prayer closet and reaping much greater benefits. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the praise reports that we have heard for the last many days since Christmas and New Year's to the ministry. To God be the glory, and we just give you the praise. To God be the glory for all that you're doing for the ministry. We thank you for all the donations that you sent in for the end of year, and we just ask you to bless each and every one that gave and Lord, we just ask that you would bless this new year with RMM, and we just ask that you would have thousands, hundreds and thousands of marriages restored around the world. We want to stomp out divorce across America, around the world, and not it even be, they even be Christians. We're wanting to declare that marriage is God created it, and what God created, it is good. And Lord, we just want to be a lighthouse for you. And we are just asking that you would touch us this new year and let us get a notebook. And start writing down the words that God gives us. Let us start writing down when we read a scripture or do a read a proverb or a psalm. Lord, we're asking you to speak to them and speak a word of just a thought, and may they write it down and ponder it of what you're speaking to them about anything. And anything of things to do and things we need to do or we need to stop doing. Lord, we want a new year of new beginnings for all of us, for our husbands, our wives who are in the far country. We are not mad at them. We are brokenhearted, and we are distraught that they have been deceived, and they're in a prison camp with Satan, and they have allowed Satan to steal, kill, and destroy what God had planned for them. And Lord, we are the link to stand in the gap and believe for God to rescue them and Lord, we know throughout the Bible, there's the prodigal son who asked for his share of the money, and then he went and squandered it. But God, his father, loved him unconditionally. He didn't run after him. He just prayed and kept looking out, waiting on him to come to his senses. Lord, we're waiting for all the prodigals, all the, all the prodigals of all ages, all sec, both sexes, and our children who say they're atheist, who say they're gay, or whatever they're saying. Lord, they've been deceived. We come against Satan coming against a child that says he wants to commit suicide. That is of Satan. And Lord, we come against all of these things, and we ask that you would have them open their eyes to hear and see you are the light, and you remove all this darkness from all of our families. We ask that you would touch them and open their eyes, and you speak to them. And you tell them who they are in Christ. And that God loves them regardless of any of their sins they've committed. It does not matter. He loves every one of us because he created every one of us. So, Lord, we just ask that this would be a blessed new year. We love all the sinners because God died for all the sinners. And we're not going to be angry and have attitudes and bitterness and hatred and, and rage, we're asking you to remove all that garbage that we have stuffed down. We ask you to remove it in the name of Jesus. and that would we would rise up with our heart, cleanse all our hearts to be a soft heart, and take that heart of stone with our children or our family members or anybody else, including and most especially our husbands and wives. And you take that heart of stone and turn it to a heart of flesh. And we know nothing is too hard because you brought that prodigal son home. And what did the father do? He greeted him and he celebrated because he had come home. What was lost has been found. And we just give you the praise and the glory of what you're going to do tonight. Go up and down these rows. There's broken hearts here. Go up and down the rows. Increase their faith, their hope, their trust. Increase their perseverance that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And Lord, we just ask you to open up this word and may we apply it to our lives. May we grow in the Lord and may we not keep blaming others, but may we just stand in the gap and fight for marriage restoration. Not just for our marriage, not just for our church, not for our Bible study. Not just for our ministry, but we pray for marriage restoration around the world, for God to have his marriages to be what God created marriage to be. And we will just give you the praise, you the glory, and you the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay. Lord, move my mountain. Well, what is your mountain? What is your mountain today? How many mountains do you have? Now, I know that I could tell you that most likely you all have more than one mountain. Do you all agree? Okay, so we all have more than one mountain. So we have plenty to pray about. There's nothing, a lack of what we need to pray about. So we need to know that November and December, with Thanksgiving and Christmas and uh, and the new year, that it was stressful. Would that be a good word? What is another word you would like? Anybody want to give me one? I, I'm opening to hear you. Challenging. Challenging. Oh, that's a good word. Good. Horrifying was one word I just heard. That's not a good sign. But you know that there was children that were rejected that never saw their father or mother. They said they were coming and they never came. There were ones that said, I am coming, and they don't show up. And uh, what are some others? Hurtful. Hurtful. That's an awesome word. So we're going to pray that tonight when you leave your broken heart, you're laying it at the cross, at the feet, at the Lord tonight, and you're saying, I'm letting go, I'm letting God, I'm letting you take all my pain, all my rejection, all the fear that I have of the unknown that the devil torments me with, See, some of you don't know what's going on, and my my husband was planning a wedding, but you know what? You're thinking all these things of when, when, what's going to happen, and you know what? Every day, I read this today, uh, this weekend, I've been in a mode of teaching, but every day is a gift from God for you to serve him as a lighthouse for today as the assignment. There's no guarantee. The Lord's not going to come and get us tonight. And we can be shouting hallelujah. But every day is a gift from God. And if we choose to allow the devil to destroy our day and let us torment ourselves with all the what ifs and when and how long, do you know what the devil did that day? He stole that day that God gave us to be alive, to be not healthy enough to be able to walk and talk and have a sound mind. He took it and destroyed it and let us not be able to proclaim, even at work, radiate the joy of the Lord that somebody is sooner or later going to say, What is your secret? You're always so happy. I mean, give me a break, you know. And then you can share. They ask, you can answer, you know. So I'm asking you to really, I'm really getting into this tonight because we have got to tell the devil that, you know what, I'm going to serve the Lord and I'm going to wait on my Lord, but I am not going to let the devil steal all the joy that God wants me to have. You, know, you can think about how many years or months you've waited and how many days have you just allowed the devil to destroy your day due to circumstances that you cannot change. You know, the only person that can change your circumstances is? God. Amen. So why do we worry? You know, what, Matthew 6, you can write that down. That's a freebie from the Lord. Matthew 6 says, do not worry. If I take care of the birds, if I I take care of the grass, if I take care of the flowers, am I not going to take care of you? Exactly. Do we trust him? Mm. So we want you to know that your husband is blinded or your wife is deceived, and regardless of what they've done, even if they got married in a non-covenant marriage, throughout the holidays, and yes, that does happen because holidays create events, correct? And uh, so I want to tell you that's not the end of the story. Now, I did not bring uh, my, my journal. Does everybody have a journal or a promise book that you all have? Now, I'm not going to have you raise your hands, but shake your heads if you have one. And, you know, we want you to know that you need one, okay? We need to write it down. Now, if you are computer savvy, like I know three-fourths of the men are, then um, you want to put it in the computer. But you need to have a, a hard drive or something that you will never, never, never lose it. Because you will sob if you lose it. You know, we don't want, you know, what would you take if the house is on fire? And I've, I heard that the other day, and I want to think. There are several things with the ministry, with my, pre, my Bible and my promise book that I would probably want to take, you know, but then I heard common sense, leave everything, you know, but, but I'm just trying to get you to get to the point is you need to, my challenge for you, I'm going to tell you right now what it is, So I'm going to repeat it about three times. My challenge is is you open up your promise book or your journal. And I did it this weekend. No, actually, I did it earlier last week and Thursday and Friday. And I started reading January, February, and March all the promises and events that happened during that period of time. And it goes back years and years and years, Okay. And I was just amazed. I mean, I was sobbing. I was crying. I called Lori up about one thing. And I said, I know something. that I don't know if you know remember exactly. And all of these different things and so many awesome things But God was speaking to me with so many awesome scriptures. And I want to fight the fight with the word of God. And I said this um, maybe a few weeks ago in our devotionals, but I said it to our prayer group is that I want us to take the promises, and you take one a day, and I want you to start at the beginning, if you want to start in January, or start in De- or December, I don't care when, but take one scripture, one promise God's given you, one rhema word. I just had a girl show me on her cell phone that on the way coming over here, she's had a drove past a truck that had restoration on it, and she almost didn't come tonight. And, pra- and praise the Lord. So the point is, we want to speak one scripture a day that God has given you from the past or recently and say, Lord, you said on this date, this date, I'm gonna, you spoke it, I'm gonna stand at it, I'm praying and I'm thanking you in advance that you're moving on the other side of my mountain and I'm proclaiming your word. You know, I'm speaking the word and I'm praying it today to remind you and remind myself that I even forgot about this scripture. And, and start going down, because now you may get, as I do, cross reference scriptures. I may have one scripture that was the key, and then I cross-referenced. So I have five more that are, you know, taking it and magnifying it. So I want you to get serious about standing, serious about praying, and we're all gonna do this all around the world, that we're going to pray for breakthroughs according to God's word. Because God's word will not return void. Is that the truth? And we know that. So will you, we want you to start that, and I'm going to remind you again, but I want to be, challenge you. You've got to be disciplined. And we have to take effort to do things. But you know what? We need to get our house in order to be ready for our husbands and our wives and for the ones that are in the process of marriage restoration that are already home, the ones that have found us, that wanting their marriages to be stronger and healthier. And Lord, we're just saying, we need to pray for all the promises God's given us as couples. You know, we need to do that. God has promised and spoken to a lot of us about couples. My, no, Baba, for me, uh, we for certain. So, will you choose to forgive your husband right now? Forgive him and don't go, go back and dig up of the past um, of 2017 and go forward. And if you have trouble forgiving them, we have forgive them CDs. And if you want one, please um, fill out a yellow uh, slip and say, if we run out tonight, Say, forgive them CD. I want an MP3 and we will take care of it. And you can get your uh, CD that is going to help you if you're having a battle forgiving, And a lot of us do. So it says here in 2 Corinthians 1, 20, 21, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. We must speak to our mountain out loud and believe that God can do it. Remove your doubts. Remove your fear. And we need to get ready and start working and standing. Now, you may get challenged and get really excited about it, and you may do two or three a day. Praise the Lord. The more you sow, uh, the what is it? The more you're going to reap, right? Okay. So we want you to know that I had another testimony that I got this weekend that was awesome that will encourage the long stands is that we had an email and this woman was going out of town and her husband married another woman a couple of years ago. And what does that do to you? Crushes you. So she really was praying for God's perfect will to be done in her life and in her marriage and she really didn't pray fervently for her husband. You know just like Deanne said, you know, you just you just you just stand sometimes and you don't you're not fervently praying. Well, we want you to be fervently praying for your spouse every day because that's a trick from the enemy, okay? So she said she realized that she wasn't praying for her husband specifically. And she said, so when they went on this little trip for, with her friend to help somebody else that um, they were, had promised to go help somebody move, she said that morning she felt convicted to pray, Lord, I would love you to show me on this trip if I am supposed to be praying that you're working on my marriage that you will show me a covenant transport truck or speak to me in whatever way but I need to know if you're working on this marriage now that he married somebody else. Okay, got it? Well, she went up and they came back and on the way back on the far right side, now she, that's clarified, she's not seen a covenant transport truck for 10 years. Okay? There was silence on that and that issue. So anyway, she was coming back and they were driving back and all of a sudden, she was driving, and on the, far, on the right side, right next to her, is this great big white truck. And here is this huge covenant transport truck. Now, some of you may not know what a covenant transport truck is, but it is something that God gave us years and years and years and years ago, that it was a Christian company, and uh, they, um, they'd never thought of it as covenant for marriage but when we started working with people, and we went on traveling, and we would travel so many times, Bob and I, on our way up to speak, would find pass a a transport truck, and I said, "How awesome!" You know, and it ended up to be that the Holy Spirit speaks to us by cars of restoration, um, Sprint. Um, what are, bumper stickers? But what are all the different words that He uses? Swift. Oh, I love Swift. PTL. That's another one. What are some other ones? But anyway, nine one one restoration. I've I've seen that. So anyway, now the point is, she has prayed this and had not asked. Okay, and all of a sudden, there is her answer, and she just sobbed because nobody knew that she just didn't want to to. Uh, to, she just didn't have that hope yet uh, to believe for the future, and God just sealed it that day, and he says, pull out your promise book, and you start standing on your promises. I have not changed my mind. So we want you to be encouraged, and I want you to know that God is a God. What God speaks, you know, it's... it's he. He spoke it to you. And, and so you've got to read your Bible, as Lori said, to be able to get the word of God to speak to you like that. And uh, I want to encourage you. So anyway, you know God gave me Luke 1.37, for with God nothing is impossible. And Luke 1.45, blessed is she who believes that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. You know what God told me, and you know this, is that he told me if Bob marries, you sit in that rocking chair until you're 80 because he's coming home. And that's what he told me. So remember, God is God. And take every, all your circumstances out of everything else. The Lord gave me last week um, scripture for you. And because I knew we were reading the emails and everything. And turn to Isaiah 40. And let's go to Isaiah 40 and get going into some heavy scripture reading. Isaiah 40, it says, in verse 1 and 2, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Now, I got that in May 2nd, 1987, that was the scripture God gave me. Why did he give that to me? Because I was weeping and wailing that I divorced my husband and that I did not know the word well enough to believe and stand for my marriage. That's where I was. And he said so nicely in this, to that your sin has been paid for and that she has received from the Lord's hand Double for all her sins, so the Lord gave that to me. But He was saying, Comfort, comfort, you know, let God heal you. Verse six, let's go continue on down. Um, and it says, Verse, and actually, I'm just going to do verse eight. It says, And guess what, Grandma is in the process of getting new glasses. So I wear glasses, and then I take them off, and then I put them back on again. Okay, it's actually verse 8, not 6, when you put glasses on. But um, Isaiah 40 says, verse 8, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. So there we go. Now let's turn to Isaiah 25. 40, 25. Stay in the same chapter. And it says, and I want you to understand that we're looking at a mountain tonight. And it says, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal of the Holy One? Lift your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these things. We forget who God is. We forget he is the creator. And he created everything and he is in control of everything. And he says, and then verse, jump down to 27. Why do you say, O Charlene? Or complain, O Sue, O Israel, my way is hidden from my cause, is disregarded by my God. Do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. Now here's, continue, he will not grow tired or weary. We are tired and weary, are we not? Well, at least some of them us are. Some of us may be. Um, he will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can stand, under, uh, fathom. Now, here's your promises He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even youth grows tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But here's the key, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, they will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not be faint. May I tell you about that woman that, I, that emailed us? She said that a woman gave her a little um, note. And on it was Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord, she lost her hope. She hasn't now. And will renew their strength. And they will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So she got the whole whole thing by a woman speaking a word over her and giving her a scripture that just worked out perfectly with what God had already done. So we just praise the Lord and thank you for God's faithfulness to every one of you standers around the world, Because we are praying for you daily in our ministry, for God to speak to you, to encourage you. Now, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, which is, let me remind you, since I'm talking about um, scriptures and so forth, if you have not Got in our book uh, that we suggest, even if you don't read the Bible in a year, you can get the daily Bible reading calendar, and you can mark down and, and track how you're doing. You may not do too well one, one month or one day, but like this morning, I got up and I read Psalm 8 and 9, and then I read Proverbs 8, and that's how I did it. Now, tonight, I'll go home, and I'll read another chapter that's in here, and I can mark it and yellow it. And say, okay, I did it, you know. So 2 Corinthians 1, hopefully you've gotten to it. It says, um, it's Paul writing about the God of all comfort. And Paul is an awesome man of God, as we all know. He had a Damascus-read experience, and it changed his life. And he changed the world also by writing so many books of the Bible. It says, verse 2, grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to read through 11. And I want you to get this. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles. Mark this down, dear people. In all troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we receive. Ourselves, we have received from God. So we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. That is what we're supposed to do day to day. That is what we're supposed to do, that day to day serving the Lord. We're to comfort others who are going through trials and tribulations that we may have already been through. And God has gotten the victory. And we need to say, look what God has done for me. Let me tell you my short testimony. Remember Bob said the elevator one minute testimony. And we need to remember that we need to not keep all the what the Lord has done for us a secret. We're supposed to share it with other people and say, I went through that. My mother and father was diagnosed with that diagnosis. You know what? You can go to here, go there. You can sell. And, and we prayed for God to heal them. I mean, you can do anything with what God has done. Oh, or you've got financial problems. You know what? I prayed and the Lord provided. Supernaturally. Let me tell you that story. And you can go on and on sharing what God has done for you. Do not keep it a secret. Do not keep it a secret. Because I believe we're going to be held accountable. Why didn't you not tell other people about what I was doing for you? You know, we are, we're being silent Christians. We're not supposed to be. For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so all through, through Christ, our comfort overflows Look at that word. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same suffering we suffer. So we can have patient endurance. And our hope, now we all want hope and we need hope and we should have it right now. For you is firm, solid, firm, Because we know that just as you share in our suffering, so also we share in our comforts. Verse 8. So we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. Now this is talking about Paul, who went through a lot of trials and tribulations, as you well know. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of our life. Indeed, our hearts, we felt the sentence of death, but this happened, that we might not rely on ourselves. How how many of us are self-sufficient and have so much pride that we will not even humble ourselves and bow down and ask the Lord to help us? We do not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from actually peril, and he will deliver us... um, and from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope. He has made it. He put a stake in the ground, and Paul and his disciples said, we are going to believe and set our hope on God, our Lord Jesus Christ, that he will continually deliver us. Now, that's a praise for you. He's going to continually deliver us and your family, but he's also going to deliver your husband because you're one flesh. Okay, and you've got to pray for this. And he said that as you help us by your prayers, number two, guess what? We need to pray. And if our prayer life is not where it needs to be, we need to get a list. That's what Lori's talking about. Get on the share wall, get and start praying for others. Quit worrying about yourself, but pray for others. You can mark it down that you prayed for them. What about if you did that for 15 minutes instead of reading all your other things that are on your your phone? I'm not meddling, but I'm giving you a strong suggestion. (laughs) Strong suggestion that we could do far more helping people at nighttime than be on a chat room or anything else or just reading Facebook. No offense to Facebook and all the videos and all this other stuff. Well, how about if we just go on the share wall and help somebody else and pray for them? There's the court page. There's the the healing page. You know, we need to get serious about how we're going to help others. As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Wow. Can you get the secret? Can you get what I'm trying to say? This is a new year for you and I to turn up our prayers. For others and for our husbands, our wives, our family members, and everybody else. This is the year to pray and stand in the gap for others. But we must sacrifice the time. We must be willing to do all that we need to do. Now, let me read from um, the, my full life study Bible the, what it says about comfort. The word comfort means in Greek, Pericles. Which means to stand beside a person encouraging them and helping them in their time of trouble. God supremely fulfills this role for he sends to his children the Holy Spirit to comfort you. Paul learned in his many troubles that no suffering, however severe, can separate believers from the care and compassion of their Heavenly Father. He cannot separate you. He cannot. If uh, all the trials and tribulations you go through, you keep seeking the Lord, you keep praying, and God is right there with you. God occasionally, this is in my study notes, in my Bible, permits troubles in our lives in order that we may have experienced his comfort and may comfort others in their troubles, which I've already talked about. So we need to understand that who can separate us From the love of Christ. Write down Romans 8, 35 to 39. Because it says, knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And it goes on. But read that and read that as an extra time. Well, I'm talking about mountains tonight. And I found out when I put in my uh, Google, there's um, in my Bible gateway actually, There's 340 words about mountain, and if I put mountains, I even get many more. So, what is a mountain? A mountain is a natural elevation of the Earth's surface, rising more and less abruptly, this is the meaning, to a summit and attaining an altitude greater than a hill, usually greater than 2,000 feet. But you know what? It was prehistoric. God created the mountains. God created everything. And Psalm 90, verse 1 and 2 says, Lord, you've been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Verse 2 says, Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Can we put God on a higher pedestal in our lives. Not thinking. The devil is tormenting me. The devil has done this. The devil has done that. May we start thinking. May we may have fiery darts attacking us. But we can say. My God is greater. Greater is he that is in me. First John 4.4. 4, Than he that is in the world. God's mountains. If we think and go back and think about the mountains that the high elevation the mountains produce are colder. The higher you go, the more colder it gets, even at sea level. The highest mountain, I don't know if you would pass this geography test tonight, is Mount Everest in the Himalayas of Asia. Well, do you think about what I started thinking about all the mountains, and I started reading, I started reading over uh, 100, 150 of these mountains, I was saying, which one am I going to choose to talk about is this mountain? But can we remember that when Noah's ark stopped with the flood, it stopped and rested on Mount Ararat in Genesis 8-4. When Abraham had was told to go offer Isaac and sacrifice him because... He wanted and he chose to be obedient. Are we obedient? Are we obedient and do we listen to the Holy Spirit's voice and do it the first time? Open the door for your wife. Call your wife. Offer to help the kids with some money. Take the kids out for supper. In fact, call up and even ask your wife to go join you. Can you do all these things? You may not be able to, but ask God, what can I do? What do you want me to do? How I can help my children? Are you calling your kids all the time? Fathers, you need to keep in touch with your children regardless of where your wife is. You can keep in touch with your children, and we need to do that. Help, have your kids know that they can pick up the phone and call you at any time. Yes, there may be restrictions legally, but if you don't have it legally, then pick up the phone and tell your daughter, or send cards, or do whatever you can do. We need to get serious about understanding that we need to have our kids and our family members know we're not just disappeared and that we're still around. Do you have a good relationship with your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, try for marriage, try for healing on those relationships now? God's mountain in Psalm 95:4 says, In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks. Belong to him. So we need to understand that God can do anything. Psalm 97, verse 4 says, His lightning lights up the world, the earth, the sea, and trembles. The mountains melt like wax. Now, this is a scripture I've used for years because God gave it to me that He would take my mountains that I had of all variety and would melt them like wax. Now, I want you to... We just talked about how big and majestic are these all these um, mountains. But in Psalm 97, it says, verse 5, The mountains will melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, and all people see his glory. In fact, God says he will level mountains in Saint Isaiah 45 verses 1 and 3. So we need to believe that God can do anything. Where is your faith? Where is your hope? Where is it? What level are you? as, as I always talk about on your tank of faith tank is where's your faith tonight? Where's your faith on hope? Where's your faith on trusting? and will you believe do you believe that remember the paralyzed man and the four friends had a problem they had a mountain they wanted him to be healed and he was paralyzed so they persevered and went out of the box of thinking and they climbed up on top of the house and started tearing the, the uh, ceiling apart and they dropped that paralyzed man with faith that he was not going to drop and fall and break his neck and die. They had faith. They had hope that they could get that, that bed lowered down without it going, flipping in the guy over. They, they were going to hold it down and get it down perfectly in front of Jesus. They had faith and hope and they trusted God who told them to do this that God, we can do it. And they believed that Jesus Christ could raise him up and be healed. But they persevered and we need to persevere regardless of the circumstances of where your husband or wife or children are. We need to persevere. We need to understand we need mountain seed faith to move mountains. We and so go. Let's write down Matthew 17:20. Let's turn there. How much faith do you really need? You don't need a lot of faith. That's what the Bible says. We've been if you've been reading the devotionals, you you'll know it. Matthew 17:20 says, "Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you fa- have faith as small." As a mustard seed. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you don't have a mustard seed, you've never seen mustard seeds in the grocery store. We have them, and we made packets every so often. We make them, and we have you put them in the Bible to remind you that you only need this tiny little seed of faith to believe God to say. You can say to this mountain of divorce, of separation, of a dead marriage, of a dead relationship with your children to from, move from here to there, and it will move. It's a promise because it says nothing will be impossible for you. You just must believe. You must have faith. Have we lost our faith that God is going to restore and resurrect our marriages? And that's why I'm turning and saying to you tonight, stir up the fire. If you had a fire and I know New York State and about five or six other states tonight in Maine included in Connecticut and Massachusetts, all of those people, God bless them because I would be frozen, but I would be just frozen because I can't, I have no blood in me. I don't know how they do it. God is, they've got the right people up there, but I live in Florida, but I am saying to them, they have to keep the fire going. They have to keep the heat on. And we have to keep stirring up our faith and reading the Word and studying about faith and hope, and we need to not give up. Because if we allow our faith to just go to sleep and and just die, what will happen? Nothing will happen. We need to increase our faith. And, you know, that's when in Matthew 21 He repeats the story, and and God and Jesus allowed them, the Holy Spirit, had this repeated more than one place. So he's emphasizing it in the Bible, in the Gospels, Matthew 21, 21 to 22, saying the same thing. He says, why did the fig tree wither so quickly? because, Because Jesus went and that's a bit ahead of the story. It's a more detailed story in Matthew 21 that he went to get a fig to eat and it was, it was uh, fruitless. And so he, um, he immediately said um, that the tree withered because he said, may you never bear fruit. Well, I don't want God to say that to me. I don't want us to be that we might not be able to share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So... He said, Jesus, I tell you, you have faith and do not doubt. Not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe there was a condition there on Matthew 21, if you believe you'll receive what you ask for in prayer, the Lord wants to turn your heart to the Lord. Now, I want you to understand that God is a God of miracles. And we have to understand that there are obstacles that we are going to face. But remember Galatians 5, 7. And yes, I hope you're writing these scriptures down because it says the only thing that counts is faith. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You are running a good race who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth. And see, the truth is what's going to set us free. We need to stay close to the truth. The truth is the opposite of what lies. Our spouses and our family members and our church members and the pastors that have fallen believed and were tempted by a lie from Satan. But if we stand on the word of God and the truth of God, We know we can remove, God can do anything. Have you seen The Case for Christ? That is Lee Strobel's story. And I just want to mention it because we have a dear friend in Holland, Holland, the international Holland, and uh, he sent this to me to say, I hope you will tell everybody in a devotional or in one of your teachings about The Case for Christ. Because God really spoke to me when I saw the movie. So the case for Christ, and let me introduce you to Lee Strobel, who you may not know, is an atheist, and he was an an atheist and investigated journalist. His wife, Leslie, got saved, and she came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And so then the trouble began, because she wanted her husband to get saved and, and go to church with her. And he had no plan of wanting to do that. So he had to prove her wrong and began investigating the biblical claims about Christ. Now, if you have not seen it or you need to see it again, the case for Christ is that because of what he learned, he became a Christian. He became saved. It changed his life by proving going and doing the research on all that God did. I want you to understand, it doesn't matter what your spouse is doing. It doesn't matter what your mother and father are doing. It doesn't matter about the drugs, alcohol, pornography, the words that that we are facing of the problems, of the circumstances. It matters that if we pray and we believe that God can touch, regardless of how we see it, that we can stand in the gap and he became a pastor in 1987 at Willow Creek Community Church in Barrington, Illinois, and stayed there until 2000. Now, Willow Wood Willow Creek Community Church, has been very well known. And you you may say, "Well, but but he's an atheist." Yes, but God can touch and transform his heart and life. So do not let anybody. Put a wall around but, that but, and and may you understand that God can do anything. You know, we need to seek God's wisdom. May I challenge you all to start reading Proverbs. If you've not started, start right now and read Proverbs 1 through 8 this next week because the Lord says, seek my wisdom. Get my knowledge Get my understanding and get the insight. God is going to want to give you wisdom every day. He wants to give you knowledge. He wants to give you discernment. He wants to give you insight. He wants to give you ideas of things to do. But you've got to be able to understand that we have to read the word and see that it's like nuggets of gold and rubies. We need to understand that instead of listening to our emotions, we read the word. Even if you take a chapter and cut it in half and read it in two days. But you've got to do it because there's, you're missing. I was going to probably read 10 different scriptures on wisdom tonight. And I thought, well, no, they got to read it. If they really want to read it and want to understand what it's all about, we need to do it. We need to understand that Moses had the Ten Commandments. And he went up to a mountain. And when he was, went down, what did he find? He found Aaron making a golden calf. It doesn't matter the circumstances. God went him go back up and he rewrote the Ten Commandments after there was a consequence to those people. We need to understand that, that God cares about your circumstances. He cares about you. He cares about your husband and wife more than you can imagine. He wants your marriage restored faster than you do. Does he not? He's speaking to them constantly. We need to pray for them to obey, to listen, and to have a hunger and thirst. We need to pray whatever is blocking them to to be able to do it, that they will be touched by the Lord. And when you bring a prodigal home, they will tell you, and you'll read it on Saturday, they knew all along they were supposed to be coming home, but they didn't. Disobedience. We need to pray against it. We need to pray that we will not be discouraged. You know, um, Kayla is here tonight. And I was thrilled that Kayla and Kyla came home. And they gave them at Liberty University five um, weeks off. And I said, wow, that's a vacation that they gave you off. And so we've been um, glad to have her tonight. But Jonathan Falware, where she goes to church... Um, at um, their church uh, next to uh, Thomas Road Baptist Church, wrote um, a story in, in his newsletter this weekend. And the bottom line was, is that they are building churches around the world. That's one of their goals, is to have um, people saved around the world and they're going to plant churches. And so there was, he said that he, they planted a church And this man heard the story and that he recently said he was trained by the most powerful. A man that was a witch doctor in Africa has become saved and has now planted a church in South Africa. Now, I'm telling you that because what Jonathan Falwell, pastor Jonathan Falwell, was saying, nobody, there is nobody that's too difficult for the Lord. No one. And I want you to understand that. I want you to not look at your mountains and say, but, 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 because there's no buts. We have got to understand that God can do anything. And Henry, uh, or the man he used that name, fictitious name, he said he has saved some of his friends. He has saved some of his family members. And now he's starting a church, and now the uh, uh, church in uh, Virginia. Sends them material financing and Bibles to help them. What a mighty God we serve. He, they are praying. Their goal is remaining for making 1 million new disciples by 2025. Now, that's a goal that we need to understand, that God can do anything. He is not saying, but. You know, your spouse's circumstances are really difficult. No, he's saying there is nothing, nothing. That is too difficult. So I want you to understand that regardless of tonight, our goal is for you to turn up the heat. Just like New York and all these countries and states that are freezing, they had to turn up their heat to keep warm. We do not want our hearts to be frozen and harden like ice. We want you to say, I want a soft, a warm heart. I want to take all that anger, that bitterness, that all the circumstances, I want to lay it every day at the cross and forgive my husband, my wife, your children, your in-laws, whoever it could be, your work, co-workers at work. You know, we need to understand that Joshua 1 says, And I have this on my, I have right here. I have helps. But I have two little cards that are in my bathroom. And uh, I'm just ruining them, but this one says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now Joshua 1 says in verse 7, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be truly um, successful for wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. So I have this there and I thought, Oh, that's so good. I'm just going to peel that off and show these people. Put little reminders around your house to encourage you. Now, this is in my bathroom. Well, guess when I pulled it off, what happened? I had a piece of my paint came right off with it. So now I have a little hole on my wall saying, reminding me of my uh, visuals that I have to have for you. So we want you to know that Lisa Turkhurst, who is an author and writer and had Proverbs 31 says, the breaking of you will be the making of you. A new you, a stronger you, and that's what we're praying for you. Is that you are not going to be broken because you've got God on your side. And we are saying, Joshua was told to cross the Red Sea. He was told to take over the Jericho wall. But guess what? There was a a woman, and she did not fit in the description of our, our character. She was a prostitute, Rahab. But she was chosen by God to put the red scarlet rope right down that wall to hide the spies and to save her entire family. That other man, that other person, that situation of pornography or whatever addiction that you are battling with your spouse, God says, I will use the the other person. I can save them. I can use them. I need you to pray for their salvation, their family members, and I need you to love them unconditionally because I died on the cross for all sinners. And we have sin in our life when we get up in the morning and we are thinking evil of that other person. Are we not? It's not the other person. It is Satan that is doing all these things, is he not? And in fact, God is allowing it. It went through the hands of our Lord God. So I'm saying to you, speak to your mountain out loud and believe that you can stand on your promises stand in the gap and and believe believe that this new year is going to be a new year that God will take your mountain and he is going to do all that he needs to do. God is a god of mountain moving prayers and we need to know that. So, what do we do? We believe and we persevere We do not give up, and we were going to speak out loud, thanking the Lord every day for his promises. Will you ask the Lord to bring forth scriptures and promises for you? If you've never had one, ask the Lord to give you one. Ask the Lord, speak to me. I need to hear you. I want to know your will, your way in my life. We need to know that will you choose to wait on God's timing? Will you remember that Deanne got a wedding ring on Christmas Day when she least expected it? And you are going to have your husband or wife call, stop by, have dinner with you, and every time that happens, it's a gift from God. And you need to start thanking the Lord and start sending cookies or bakeries or cards when the Holy Spirit reminds you. Start doing things to encourage them. Let me give you two scriptures. Isaiah 64, 4. Since ancient times no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God beside you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Will you wait for him? Isaiah 64, 4. Never forget 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is very patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Your Lord is on your side. He wants your husband and wife and children to come to know him as much as you do. But we, could, we need to stand in the gap. We need to turn up our heat on our prayer life. We need to turn up our heat on our examining the Lord, saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Where, at, what areas do I need to deal with? The Lord is going to do it. Don't take my suggestions. Turn to the Lord, and if he doesn't speak to you, hasn't spoken to you in a period of time, seek him. Keep growing and reading in the word and keep praying and God will speak. Lord, we just thank you that you do melt mountains. And Lord, we know that you want to move these mountains and these circumstances and all these things that are going on in our lives, that you can turn them around to good. We know there's so many promises and we thank you that you were with Paul even in the darkest days, but he never gave up, that you are the comforter You are the counselor. You are our creator, and you created marriage, and you hate divorce. So, Lord, we are just asking that this new year, as we seek your face, as we start a new year of new beginnings, may we examine all of our areas of our life, not our spouse's. And may we strive to seek and grow in the Lord and get rooted in your word like never before. And may we be transformed more. And may we seek to hear your voice and hear how every day that we can be used by you as a lighthouse. Wherever we go, whatever we do, may we react to your will and way and not act out as what would be an embarrassment. Lord, we thank you for the promises that you've given us. Thank you for moving mountains to so many hearts and lives this uh, last year. Now, Lord, we're asking for a new harvest that is even going to be greater. Take all the cobwebs off of all the promises. Pull out the books. Shake off the dust. And, Lord, may we stand on the promises, one promise a day, that you have given us, and we will just give you the praise and the glory for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.
4: Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit RejoiceMinistries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus
5: can do for their hurting family.